Thanks for tuning in to Daddy and Aiden. We wanted to let you know that this week we interviewed a very special guest that you probably know. I'm really excited for Blippi to be on my podcast too. Whoa! <laughs> Please share this show with all your friends so we can keep getting amazing guests. Remember, anything is possible. Welcome to Reading with Daddy and Aiden! Tonight we're reading Finding Nemo by Disney Pixar. Come on, Dad, Nemo called out. It's time for school. The little clownfish Nemo was ready for his first day of school. One of Nemo's fins was smaller than the other, so he was not a great swimmer. Nemo, however, didn't let him slow down. But his father, Marlin, wasn't ready for Nemo to go. He was very protective of his son, and he worried a lot. All right, Marlin reluctantly agreed. Then he went over the safety rules. So, first we check to see the coast is clear, coached Marlin as he swam out of the anemone. Home, we go out, and we back in. And then we go out, and back in. And then, Dad, Nemo interrupted. He tugged on his father's fin and pulled him out at last. Soon, Nemo and Marlin arrived at the schoolyard. The teacher, Miss Ray, sailed in to take the children on a field trip. Bye, Dad, Nemo shouted as Mr. Ray swam away. Hi, son, Marlin called. Be safe. You're doing pretty well, remarked one of the other fathers to Marlin. I had a tough time when my oldest son went off to the drop-off, Marlin gasped. The drop-off? The drop-off was at the edge of the reef. There, a fish could swim right out into the open sea and right into danger. Marlin immediately tried to catch up with the school group. Meanwhile, Nemo and his new friends, Tad, Sheldon, and Pearl, sneaked away to look out over the edge of the drop-off. I know what that is. A butt, said Tad, pointing at the bottom of a boat. Then Sheldon dared them to see who could swim closest to it. Finally, it was Nemo's turn. Come on, Nemo, how far can you go? Tad challenged. Uh, um, my dad says it's not safe, Nemo said, not moving. At that moment, Marlin arrived. You are about to swim into open water, he accused. You think you can do these things, but you just can't, Nemo. Nemo was angry and embarrassed. As soon as his father turned his back, Nemo defiantly took off and swam all the way to the boat. Nemo, get back here, Marlin shouted, but it was too late. A diver appeared. He scooped up Nemo and, in a net, swam to the boat and sped off. Marlin couldn't swim fast enough to catch up with the boat. When he swam into a stream of fish to ask for help, he slammed into one of them. Sir, are you okay? asked the friendly bluefish. Hi, I'm Dory. I have to find the boat, said Marlin. Hey, I've seen the boat. Follow me, she said. Marlin followed Dory until she suddenly turned around and said, Stop following me. Marlin was confused until Dory explained, I suffer from short-term memory loss. Marlin turned to leave and found himself facing a shark. Bruce the shark invited them to a party in a sunken submarine. The party was a meeting of sharks trying to not eat fish. While there, Marlin spotted a diver's mask that had been dropped by Nemo's captor. Marlin hoped the writing on the mask could help him find his son. Ugh, what do these markings mean? I can't read human, exclaimed Marlin. Well, we gotta find a fish that can, encouraged Dory. They both grabbed the mask, which snapped and hit Dory in the face. Ow, Dory cried as blood trickled from her nose. She got a nosebleed. 
The smell of blood made Bruce the shark want to eat fish again. The party was over. Bruce chased the two fish. Luckily, Marlin and Dory escaped from the sub with the mask, and Dory remembered she could read. But before she could read it, the mask fell into a deep, dark ocean trench. Dory and Marlin plunged into the blackness after it. They couldn't see a thing. Then Dory cried, I see a light. But the light turned out to be a hungry anglerfish's trap. That's an anglerfish, and that's a trap in its mouth. The pair dodged the anglerfish's teeth just in time. As the anglerfish chased them, its light fell on something. Hey, look, a mask, Dory shouted. Read it, Marlin ordered, trying to keep the anglerfish away from Dory. Bring him closer, I need the light, Dory answered. Marlin led the anglerfish back and forth while Dory read the address on the mask. Then Dory and Marlin escaped in the nick of time. P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney, said Dory, proudly as they swam off. Now where is that? Marlin wondered. It turned out that 42 Wallaby Way was a dentist's office in Sydney, Australia. The diver who had caught Nemo was the dentist, and he put the little fish into his office aquarium. The aquarium was home to an interesting group of fish known as the Tank Gang. A friendly pelican named Nigel was perched on the dentist's windowsill visiting the Tank Gang. From then... Nemo found out that he was going to become a gift for the dentist's niece named Darla. The tank gang told Nemo that the dentist had given Darla a fish last year, and it hadn't survived. I have to get back to my dad, cried Nemo, horrified. The leader of the tank gang, Gil, reassured Nemo that they would find a way to escape before Darla arrived. Meanwhile, back in the ocean, P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney, Dory proudly repeated the address over and over, Marlin asked a school of moonfish if they could tell him how to get to Sydney. The moonfish didn't want to help Marlin, but they were happy to help Dory. They formed themselves into an arrow pointing in the direction of Sydney. You see that cool fish arrow? Yeah. Great, said Marlin, rushing off in the direction they had indicated. Oh, hey, ma'am, the moonfish said to Dory. When you come to the trench, swim through it, not over it. I'll remember, said Dory, as she hurried to catch up with Marlin. I gotta tell you something, Dory shouted to Marlin. When she finally caught up with him at the edge of the trench, she couldn't remember what she needed to say. We are going to swim over this thing, Marlin said. Something's telling me we should swim through it, said Dory. But Marlin easily tricked her into forgetting, and she happily followed him. As it turned out, danger was lurking in the clear water above the trench. Dory was the first to find it. How? Dory yelled. A baby jellyfish stung her. Marlin rushed over and shooed the baby away. Let's be thankful this time it was just a little one, Marlin said. But then when they looked around, Marlin and Dory discovered that they were surrounded by hundreds of jellyfish. This is bad, said Marlin. But Dory was giggling. Hey, watch this, she said, bouncing on the tops of the jellyfish. Marlin quickly made up a game of jumping on the jellyfish tops. But there was one rule. You can't touch the tentacles, Marlin explained. The race began. After a while, Marlin hopped out of the jellyfish forest. But when he turned around, Dory was nowhere in sight. Dory! Marlin cried. Then he saw her in the jellyfish's tentacles. Marlin swam back to his friend and dragged her out of the jellyfish forest. Then they were there. Later, Marlin woke to finding that he was riding on the back of a sea turtle named Crush. Saw the whole thing, dude, said Crush. He was quite impressed with Marlin's bravery. 
Marlin and Dory were in a group of sea turtles traveling on the East Australian Current, heading for Sydney. Marlin told the turtles about his quest to find Nemo. The story passed quickly from sea creature to sea creature. Finally, Nigel, the pelican's friend of the tank gang, heard about Marlin's search. The ride on the current was great fun for Marlin and Dory, but suddenly Crush called out, Get ready! Your exit's coming up, man! Thank you, dude Crush, Marlin shouted as he and Dory left the current. They soon found themselves in very murky water, looking for Sydney. Let's ask somebody for directions, suggested Dory. Spotting what looked like a small fish far away. There's somebody. It's a fish we don't know. It could ingest us, Marlin said nervously. But Dory continued. Woohoo, little fella, she called. But soon Marlin and Dory discovered that the little fish was a giant whale. In one no, big... why do you have two pairs of eyes? Oh, it's not two pairs of eyes. It's just one eye and one eye way super far out across its face because it's huge. Oh, I thought that was that one the back. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's just two regular two eyes, but just far apart. In one big mouthful, the giant whale swallowed them both. We're in a whale, shouted Marlin. Wow, a whale? You know, I speak whale. Dory listened carefully to the whale's loud moans. He said we should go back to the back of the throat. Marlin was irritated. Of course he wants us to go there. That's eating us. He says it's time to let go, Dory told Marlin. So Marlin let go. Suddenly, he and Dory soon found themselves being shot out of the whale's spout. Can you believe it? Out of the water. Out of the spout. They that, that was that poop. That's poop. No, it's not poop. Whales blow water out of their spouts. That's what they do. It, it kind of like their pee. That's like their pee? Yeah, maybe it's like their pee. Because or maybe... They get the yucky fish out. You think that's what they do? They flew into the air and then splashed back into the sea. When the two of them had recovered, they realized they were in Sydney Harbor. You were right, Dory. We made it. We are going to find my son, cheered Marlin. All we have to do is find the boat that took him. But Sydney Harbor was full of boats. The two fish searched all through the night. The next morning, a hungry pelican scooped the exhausted pair of fish into his beak and he flew back towards the land. No, I didn't come this far to be breakfast, yelled Marlin. He braced himself in the pelican's throat so the bird couldn't swallow them. The pelican coughed and the two fish landed on a pier. Just then, Nigel arrived. I gotta find my son Nemo, screamed Marlin. Nigel recognized Marlin as Nemo's father. Hey, wait, hop inside my mouth, he told Marlin and Dory. I can take you to your son, back at the dentist's office. Things were going badly for little Nemo. Niece Darla was due to arrive any moment. The dentist had Nemo in a water-filled plastic bag, ready to give to her. The dentist placed the bag with Nemo on a table. The tank gang instructed Nemo to push the side of the bag so it would roll out of the open window. But just as Nemo succeeded in getting the bag rolling, the dentist noticed. Oh, that would be a nasty fall, the dentist said, catching the bag and setting it down on a tray. Suddenly, the door to the office slammed open, and Darla stomped in. But Nemo had an idea. He, pre he pretended to be dead, hoping that the dentist would flush him down the toilet. From there, Nemo planned to swim to the ocean. Hello, Darla, honey, said the dentist to his niece. Um, if you go to the toilet, would you get to the ocean? The water does go, well, it gets clean, but it does go to the ocean, yeah. 
in some places. So in like in in the gutter, you know the gutters outside of our house. It does go to the ocean. Oh no, he, he murmured, when he noticed the motionless Nemo. The dentist quickly hid the bag behind his back so Darla wouldn't see it. Moments later, the window burst open. In flew Nigel, carrying Dory and Marlin. What the? Exclaimed the dentist when Nigel collided with him. The dentist dropped the bag, holding Nemo onto a tray. A sharp instrument on the tray tore a small hole in the bag. Then, from his view in Nigel's beak, Marlin spotted Nemo and saw him on the tray. Nemo! He cried. Nemo heard his father's voice, but it was too late. The dentist had closed Nigel's beak and shoved him out the window. In the confusion, Darla had picked up the bag and swung it back and forth, chanting, Fishy, fishy! Nemo poured out of the hole in the bag and became stranded on a dental tool. The tank gang came to the rescue. With the help of his friends, Gil catapulted out of the tank, hit the dental tool with his tail, and launched Nemo through Darla's grabby hands into the spit sink. Nemo disappeared down the drain. Don't worry, Gil yelled to him. All drains lead to the ocean. Whoosh! Nemo swooped and swerved through the pipes. It was quite a ride. Back in Sydney Harbor, Marlin sadly said goodbye to Nigel and Dory. He swam past two crabs on a drainage pipe, and then he joined a school of grouper fish. Marlin started the long swim home. Nemo, meanwhile, ended his ride through the pipes of Sydney. He popped up through a hole next to the very same two crabs. Oi! Gotta live one here, said one crab. Have you seen my dad? Nemo asked. But he soon realized that the crabs were only interested in catching and eating him. So off Nemo swam in the opposite direction that his father had gone. Before long... Nemo found Dory swimming in circles and crying. I don't know where I am. I think I lost somebody, but I need to remember. I'm Nemo, said the little fish. I'm looking for someone, too. Nemo, that's a nice name, murmured Dory, not paying much attention. The two fish searched together for a while. Suddenly, Dora remembered. Nemo! She grabbed the little guy's face tight with her fins. You're here, and your father... You know my father? asked Nemo. But Dory was already moving. This way, quick! Dory and Nemo swam over to the two crabs on the pipe and asked them whether they had seen Marlin. I'm not telling, and there's no way you're going to make me, one of the crabs replied. Dory was in no mood for his attitude. She grabbed the crab and thrust him above the water for the hungry seagulls to see. The crab quickly gave Dory and Nemo the directions they needed. He was nervous. He didn't want to get eaten by the seagulls. Nemo and Dory rushed to the fishing ground to look for Marlin. Dad! Dad! yelled Nemo when he finally spotted Marlin in a group of grouper fish. Quick, Nemo found his dad. Marlin rushed to Nemo. Father and son were together at last. Look out! Yelled, yelled Dory as an enormous fishing net suddenly swept past them. The net missed Nemo and Marlin, but Dory and the grouper fish were caught. Help! screamed Dory. Dad, I know what to do, Nemo called, rushing to the rescue. No, 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 no! Come back! shouted Marlin. He didn't want to lose his son again. Dad, said Nemo, I can do this. I know you can, Marlin finally agreed, as Nemo swam into the net with the other fish. Nemo urged the fish deep inside the net to swim to the bottom, while Marlin told those near the outside of the net to do the same. Together, Nemo and Marlin rallied the fish to swim together, causing the net to break loose. You understand what they did? The net was pulling them up to the top of the water, but Nemo convinced all the fishes to swim down, and they all swam down together at the same time, and it worked. 
Does that make sense? Did it pop the net? It popped the net. You see it down here at the bottom? Mm. It popped the net. All the fish escaped cheering. Nemo and Marlin were reunited. Nemo and Marlin brought Dory back to their reef. Nemo started school again. He was overjoyed to be with his friends and Mr. Ray, the school teacher. Just as Mr. Ray started to pull away, Nemo looked back at his dad. Then Nemo asked Mr. Ray to wait. Nemo raced back and gave his dad a big hug. Love you, Dad, said Nemo. I love you too, my son, said Marlin, holding tightly. Now go have an adventure. The end. What'd you think? I like that book. You did like that one? Was that a long one? Yeah. Very long. The end. Oh, my. That's the longest audio book in the world. <laughs> yeah, for real.